You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Will Farrell just leaving the set. He came in with his Bengal makeup on. He's all in. He's rooting for the Bengals. He said the Rams broke his heart the last time they were in Los Angeles and left, and now he's a Bengals fan. So uh, Reggie Miller will join us coming up in a little bit. Reg isn't a Rams fan. Is Reg a Raiders fan? I, I was reading a piece, I think it was in the L.A. Times, that said that the fan situation in Los Angeles is very wonky because the Rams left, a lot of people get, gave up on the Rams. Yeah. But then when the Oakland Raiders moved here, the Raiders got hot and popular, and then they moved back. But a lot of fans still in Los Angeles, a lot of people still love the Raiders, even though they're in Vegas. And then you have the Chargers, which are kind of in this no-man's land. Yeah, I wonder, you know, the importance for the fan base for the Rams on the outcome of this Super Bowl, of just building momentum, trying to establish yourself. They do have star power. And uh, if you're the Bengals, you know, I, I guess it's easy to say, well, you know what, they have sort of a hall pass here, or maybe people aren't expecting them to win. Bengals fans are expecting them to win, but it feels like the Bengals are at least a year early. But for Joe Burrow, this is where you take that next step. You know, when you, you want to separate yourself, and, and Brady did that, Rodgers did that, Mahomes has done that, Russell Wilson did it for a little while, uh, Justin Herbert, it felt like he was separating himself a little bit, but this puts Joe Burrow in a different cat, uh, category. It, it's almost like um, when Mahomes won his first, Russell Wilson won his first, then all of a sudden what that means for you and the organization. Uh, Reggie will join us coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Super Week brought to you by the great folks at M-Drive. M-Drive, don't let age beat you. Uh, poll question for the final hour, Fritzy. Okay, just to wrap up, the Pro Bowl's Lehman Unwatchable was 84%, a fun, light, lighthearted exhibition was 16%. And for the final hour poll, when an Uber or a taxi driver is super chatty and personable, oh boy. I appreciate the conversation on the way to my destination. I wish they'd stop talking and sharing intimate details of their life. You know what? I got ratted out by an Uber driver. Why? Because he said, and I got an email from Uber saying that I didn't have my mask on. Oh. But I did, because I was with my wife, and I said, I had to take a picture of myself in the mask when I called for an Uber to let them know that I had my mask. And I'd never heard that before. Did I. So I was in the car with my wife, and unless I was drinking coffee and lowered my mask, but they said, uh, yes, one of our drivers said you didn't have your mask on. And I go, no, I always have my mask on. But I had to take a picture. They have an app that... So they you, won't even come pick, bother picking you up no, unless you prove you've got a mask. I had to prove I had a mask on. That's bizarre. Yes, Paul. I think Uber, they used to have a thing when you ordered your car, you could ask for a quiet car, which means you don't want to be oh. chatty. I, but I would feel very awkward pressing that button. And then, oh, you're one of those guys when they pull up and pick you up. I'm not allowed to talk to you. I just better be quiet or you're going to complain to the, my employer. And for somebody who never shuts up. You would be surprised. You would think that I would enjoy the conversation, which I did at first. Then it got a little too personable. I think that's called irony. You think that's what I it think is? that's what it is. It started out nice. And he's like, he's got to run these certain tests and his wife, he doesn't know. Why don't you go pick him up and then drive him someplace <laughs> and then never shut up? Very detailed. Uh, detailed. Seton is looking a little... Uh, Mm, worn. Looks like you've been on a road trip. I saw yeah. him last night, and I go, "Did you? Are you tired, or did you just wake up?" And he goes, "I just had a thirty-minute power nap." Yeah. Yeah. We went out for beers last night, but after thirty-eight hundred miles with the French kid and coming off the road, 
Yeah, you're here, and we appreciate. Yeah, you. it's like uh, yeah, adjust. It takes a little bit to readjust to not just seeing one person, and then you have other conversations, and like your words don't always come to you right away. Yeah, you were quiet last night. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm a little more introspective now, Dan. Oh, okay. I've had I've had a life changing experience. <laughs> okay. And so right now I'm just thinking about you know life and the greater meanings of it and who I am in this cosmic wheel. You kind of like Jack Kerouac? Very much so. Okay. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. yeah there's on the a, road. There's a J.D. Salinger feel to you, I think. buddy. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll get to more phone calls. We'll give you ours. And uh, you know what? Let's start there with Todd, who has been uh, negative Nancy here the entire time. He's but I have a best of the weekend. Okay, best of the weekend. And this time. is positive. In Coach K's last game at Chapel Hill, which you mentioned earlier in the show, against the rival Tar Heels, Duke jumps out to a 31-8 lead, ultimately wins in dominant fashion, 87-67, in spite of poor behavior by some of the Tar Heel fans. So nice to see Coach K's last game at Chapel Hill with a big W. Worst of the weekend. That's a, This is a little negative, but I know we're in L.A., but the Knicks blow a 15-point halftime lead, wasting a 32.16 rebound effort by Julius Randle. Lakers come back, win an OT, 122-115. So. All right. Seton O'Connor, best and worst. My best and worst of the weekend was actually getting pulled over in Arizona <laughs> on our way out here. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, saving it for the air. <laughs> oh. So, uh, <laughs> what was the charge? So, it's actually pretty, I think it's remarkable that it took until Arizona to get pulled over, first of all. I think that was a major win. It's the only time we got pulled over. And actually, the cop, he came right up to the side. Uh, he was looking at us. He was just like, hey, fellas, what are we doing? Like, uh, just driving to Phoenix? And he said, all right, well, look, you're going a little fast, okay? Uh, you're going 85 and a 65. It's a little fast. I'm going to give you a warning. I'm not going to give you a ticket. So we were like, Phew, that's awesome. Thank you. That's really great. We get the uh, insurance out, right? I we give it to the officer. He goes back to his car for a little bit. He comes back. Uh, he's asking us questions about what we're doing. Uh, so we tell him we're driving it across country, we're at a sports talk show or whatever. He's like, no kidding. That's awesome. Hey, look, if you guys are going down this road right here, okay, you're going to go through Globe, and then I want you to go through Miami, Arizona, okay? There's a place called the Burger's House. They've got the best <laughs> red and greens there in the state, okay? I stop there every single time. You guys do yourself a favor. Get yourself some burrows, okay? They get the red and the green. Stop at Burger House. You'll have a great day. See you later. And so we did. We went there. We stopped. We got the burrows. We got a red and a green, and they were phenomenal. It was like it was probably the best traffic stop I've ever had. Yeah. Okay. And you've yeah. had a few. I've had many. <laughs> I've had numerous. Yes. And they can go sideways. That was great. Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, awkward moment on my flight. You know, they they. I think I was JetBlue, and I was watching a, a show called Gangs of London. It is an extremely violent show. And you know how I can't see out of my left eye? Mm -hmm. That would have come in handy here because after I'm watching the show, and it is extremely violent. And my screen can be seen by people behind me. I look to my left, and there's a disapproving mom and a 10-year-old, <laughs> one row and just to the left of me. And I think it's on them to not watch my screen because it's supposed to be my me time. Yeah, eyes front. Me time. Yeah, eyes front, kid. Yeah, you got your own monitor. But, you know, the kid uh, probably learned some lessons here about the gang violence in London mostly. Yes. Yeah, I've done that, too. I tend to, for some reason, pick the most violent and appropriate movies for that. Like, oh, you know what? Let me run through all the John Wicks on this flight. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And uh, the other best of the weekend, we said it, uh, I was Caitlin Clark. She's the number one ticket in college basketball, men's or women's, 46 points last night and taking shots from deep. Let's get some phone calls in here. Uh, Reggie will join us here in a little bit. Brandy in Iowa. Hi, Brandy. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, DP. Um, my best and worst is actually an ode to Seton after a week in the Sprinter van. So my best is uh, 
FA Cup related, since he probably didn't get to catch any games over the weekend, little Borum Wood taking out Bournemouth, which in U.S. context would be like your local four-year college football team, say, beating Alabama at Alabama. It was huge. And then my worst actually comes from me and then my friend, no offense, uh, for Seton. Um, you couldn't really sound any more Northeastern to say you walk into a barbecue joint and you need a menu. I can tell you from <laughs> experience, you pull the top 100 menus from barbecue joints in America, and there's going to be beef, pork, poultry, and then at minimum, potato salad and coleslaw. So there's your tip. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Brandy. Can I have a menu, please? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> she got her eyelashes going, Excuse you know. Me. She's all made yeah. up. <sighs> Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. Best and worst of the weekend. Well, Dan, I actually wanted to tell you a quick little story. I had dinner this week uh, here in North Carolina with some friends that came up from Slidell, Louisiana. And so, obviously, the topic of the Super Bowl came up, and and I assumed from Louisiana with the Joe Burrow and the Chase connection that they would be rooting a huge for your Bengals. They were the anger that came out of these folks. I couldn't believe it. They're rooting for the Rams, and the reason, and I don't know the origins of this. I'm hoping you can fill this, fill me in on this. There is a controversy between Saints and Bengals fans over who that and who yeah. they. Yeah. Uh, as to what started first, they kept calling them, and I thought this was funny, the Cincinnati plagiarist, because they're convinced that New Orleans had this first. You're from Cincinnati, and I wanted to get your take on this whole controversy. I don't know who started it first. I just remember who did, who they think going to beat them Bengals, who day? That was always the, the slogan, the expression. The Bengals, their uh, Saints were who dat. Yeah, I always thought, I always heard who dat with the Saints. Who dat say they're going to beat them Saints? Yeah. I think. I mean, maybe the Bengals did sample it. How about we get the I-team on that, Paul? We're on it. All right. Who dat, who day, who cares? Well, see what I did with that, Todd? I like what you did there. Yeah. It was nice. Thank you. James in Virginia. Hi, James. Best and worst of the weekend. Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Monday, man. Salute the commanders. Man, I, I came to grips with the name over the weekend, man. I'm not going to touch off the field comments with Washington, man. That needs to be settled off the field. But salute the commanders, man. And my best of the weekend, man, I got to watch uh, home team, the Sean Payton story. Man, shooting a little story, man. It wasn't too bad. I love the lightheartedness of it. It was real good. I tell you what, I got the Bengals in the Super Bowl, man. And my name for Joe Burrow is... Joe Smooth, man. Joe Smooth. That guy is a smooth cat, and he can deliver that rock, man. Go Bengals, man. Y'all have a great day. Salute the commanders. Thank you, James. Thank you. James, going to die on that hill with his Washington football team. The commanders. Uh, Will Farrell said, sloppy Joe Burrow. I said, no, I don't, I don't think that works. I don't. Uh, the DP show during Super Week brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. A couple more phone calls. Nick in California. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? Oh, no way. I said that by... Are you kidding me? Hey, Nick. I'm upset. Hey. Nick. Yes, sir. Hold on one sec. Is everything okay? So sorry. I'm working and talking at the same time. My apologies. Okay. What's your job? Because it sounded like somebody was mad. No, no, no. She was very happy. I do pest control. Oh, okay. 
Wait, well, who gets that excited over pest control? I'm houses and waiting on hold. (laughs) Okay, but who gets that excited for pest control? Oh, well, my customers do. They don't want no bugs in their house. Okay, all right. Well, she got really excited (laughs) to see you. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend there. Um, well, my uh, my best is seeing uh, is seeing Seton uh, safe and sound. My worst is uh, on Sunday waiting by my phone for a phone call, hoping to have lunch with Seton. Uh, but uh, who knows how that Vegas trip turned out? So um, I know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So Seton, good to see you. And then um, lastly, it is my birthday today, so I would just like a, a happy birthday from the crew. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, what was your offer to Seton that he missed out on, Nick? Uh... Can you tell oh, me? Oh, uh, five uh, lunch. I was going to go pick up five guys, and we were going to have lunch together, take some pictures. Oh, oh. Uh, we have a uh, pest control uh, question. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, what is the toughest pest for an expert like you to uh, control or kill? Um, rats. Oh. Because you don't know where they're coming in from, and, you know, they, they, they invade, and it, it, they make a huge mess. So I would say rats. Yeah, yeah, see. Gotta admit, I'm surprised it's not ants. I feel like ants would be impossible to fully get rid of. Mm, mm. I actually have great success with ants. We uh, there's a product that we use, and it's uh, ants. The house that I'm spraying today actually had ants three months uh, three months ago, and there's no ants today. So, boom. All right, you know what? Keep us up to date on this breaking news, breaking story. <laughs> I appreciate that. What? <laughs> Are you kidding? I, okay. Like, whoa, what? When's the last time you reacted that way when a pest control person uh, Excuse me, man, we've gotten rid of the rats. What? What? you got to be kidding. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Or maybe she's excited the pest control guy is coming by today, if you know what I mean. Mm, like whoa. a Cinemax Pest Control oh, 3. Yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like he was getting yelled at by his employer. It's like, you're supposed to be working and you're on hold waiting for a sports radio call to make? It did, did feel like that. Did you get to the bottom of the uh, Who Day question, Richie? I came across something that said Sean Payton, although he's kind of leaning towards rooting for the Bengals, says Who Dat came before Who Day. He may be a little biased being a for, you know former Saints head coach, but he insists Who Dat came before Who Day. Okay. Uh, they said that he's cheering for the Bengals. He did say that the Houdat chant came first. You know what? We'll get uh, some of our best people, the I-team, on this. We'll have a full full breakdown on that coming up. We'll take a break. It's been a while since we've seen Reggie Miller, the uh, fifth Danette. Now he's the fourth Danette that we've kicked McLovin to the curb. He's moving up the ladder there. So Reg will join us uh, coming up right after this. Take a break here on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter event. When are we giving this away, Seton? Uh, Friday. Oh, okay. Yep. Are you going to clean it up, or are you going to be show-used, show-worn? Um, no, it'll be detailed. Oh, it will. We'll okay. clean it up. Yeah, and I think we're going to throw in a cowboy hat, too, to the winner. Because oh. we, uh, we picked up a cowboy hat along the way. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Is that the black cowboy hat the French kid was wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to donate that and uh, maybe an Elvis bobblehead. I'm not really sure. Okay, yeah, I like that. We'll pick that up in Memphis. Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah, Paul. Are you going to donate the smell of the inside of the van, or is that going to be uh, we're going to keep that it? comes free of charge as well? Does it still smell like the French kid's vape? Uh, man, I don't know. It's kind of a watermelon strawberry I like combo. It. The, that... fr- the French kid got yelled at by his mom because she didn't know that her son was vaping, and she's listening to the show, and uh, he got called out by mom. Mercedes Benz vans. We're talking about in- uh, innovative safety features. Crosswind assist, blind spot assist, active brake assist. They've got it all for you. Your dream is waiting. Mercedes-Benz, take a test drive at a dealership near you.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Super Week on the DP Show brought to you by Link Soul Apparel, lifestyle brand for any occasion. More phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. By the way, Peacock, your destination for exclusive shows covering the Winter Olympics, the Olympic show, Olympic ice, winter gold, featuring the biggest moments, most compelling wins, all streaming daily, only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com, sign up now. He is Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, member of the NBA 75th anniversary team, of course, analyst for Turner Sports. Reg will be on the call for the Bucks and Suns this Thursday night on TNT. Did the Lakers Clippers last week. And, of course, he will be part of All-Star Weekend festivities from the 18th to the 20th. The great Reggie Miller back here in the man cave. Reggie looks like he could still play. <laughs> I'm back! Yeah, <laughs> you know it's true. Oh, no. Okay. Hello? Little Millie Vanilli, huh? We back. <laughs> I know. We we back minus. Yeah, McLovin. It's okay. It was a good run for him. It was a good run. You know he overachieved. <laughs> All right, he he went longer than he really should have been with us, right? Yeah. Well, you know? you know we we love him. It's like when you lost Ron Artest. You know, it's just like it's a valuable guy. He overachieved. You moved on. He overachieved <laughs> with us with the Pacers. Came you, out to L.A. and won a championship, but. We're not really worried about that in Indiana, are we? No. Okay. Uh, favorite football team growing up? Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, that's what I thought. Lester Hayes. That was my guy, number 37. Oh. But when they moved here, did you get to go see them? Because being in Oakland, you probably didn't no, get to No, no, never went to Oakland. I think I went to one Raiders game as a kid yeah. growing up. Um, so Raiders 1A, Colts 1B. Colts oh, okay. were my adopted team, obviously being in Indiana for 18 years. So those are my two football teams. I'm an AFC guy. So, you know, people keep saying, well, who are you going to pull for in the Super Bowl? Obviously, you're going to go for the Rams. Yeah. I'm like, we didn't really like the Rams growing up. Um, I do believe the Rams will win. Who do I want to win? I'm always a small market guy. I'll always pull for small markets. I think that's good for any product in the NBA, NFL, MLB. So I'm all in. I'm all in with the Bengals. How important was NWA to the Raiders, like, overall a popularity? Huge. I mean, we all had the hats, the Raiders hat. It's almost like uh, how Jay-Z wearing the Yankees hat, so identifiable, Jay-Z and the Yankees growing up. It was NWA, Ice Cube, Dre, Easy E, wearing all black and silver. That's that's what we did as kids. Plus, you wanted to be the bad guy or the villain anyway, so that fit right in with the Raiders. Lester Hayes was my favorite player. Um, did you ever meet him? No, never did. I mean, he used to put all that the stick him the stick him on. I mean, I never played football. If I was to play football, that's who I wanted to be because him and Ronnie Lott were like. They were everything to me. But your parents probably, your mom wasn't going to let you play football. No. Look at me. Look at me. Cheryl could have played football bro. before. Cheryl would have been a better football player than I would have been a football player. How much do you weigh now, and how much did you weigh when you retired? I retired. I weighed 190. 
three because of my cycling now. I'm down to 183 because yeah. I'm on the bike a lot. Yeah, you're thin. I'm, you're thin. I'm not thin. I would say I'm... Er, you're lean. I'm lean. Lean-er. Yes. No, you're good. Yeah, I'm okay. It looks like you could still shoot. You could still I could still shoot. That, that'll never leave me. You know that. Yeah. Now, again, if you ask me to get out there and move my feet, yeah. that's a different story. I All you got to do is be stationary. You can play. They just put you in a corner. They were handing out these 10 days. Look, I... I mean, DeMarcus Cousins has less mobility than you do. I can run to a corner yes. and shoot a three. Yeah. Fall back into a 2-3, two, 3-2 three, three, two zone. I'm good. <laughs> Fall back into a zone. I told everyone. Fall back into a zone. Sign me up for a 10-day. I'm there. What is the headline of the NBA season so far? I think it's the young gun teams. You look at Cleveland, uh, Charlotte, uh, Minnesota. Memphis. Memphis. Though Memphis made the playoffs last year, even though they're a young team, I think they're ahead of the curve than some of the other ones I, I mentioned. Jaw's been fantastic. He's in the MVP, obviously, discussion and running. Um, but it's been the young teams. And probably the disappointment of some of the established teams or teams that we thought were going to be at the top. The Lakers, obviously. Brooklyn has lost eight straight. Obviously, they're, you know, KD with the injury. Harden's been out the last few games and the whole Kyrie situation. Um, so we're disappointed in the, the Blue Bloods, but we got to be excited about some of these young teams. Do you still look at Phoenix as the team to beat in West, Milwaukee in the East? I say Phoenix and Golden State out West. And Memphis scares me because they're young enough and they're dumb enough, and they've got a point guard <laughs> who is not scared of anything. And like I said, they've got playoff experience for what they did last year. I think out west or out east, no one is talking about Miami. And they are the one team that scares me because they constantly play defense. They're well-coached, champion coach, and they've had so many injuries, and they still continue to win. Injuries to Jimmy Butler, Bam, uh, Lowry, and they've all found an opportunity to still win ball games. To me, in the East, it's Milwaukee and Miami as the two best teams. But right now, if you look at the standings, Brooklyn is sitting seven. They're, they're in the play-in situation, right? But if you're one and two, do you want to see Brooklyn in that play-in situation, win that, and then they're going to have to face number one or number two? I don't want to. I don't want that to happen. So I think Brooklyn will move up once KD comes back. But my favorites is Miami and Milwaukee in the East. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the Nets do. If there's been all of this smoke where are they going to trade James Harden, they deny this, Ben Simmons. Like at, at what point are you – you're trying to prove a point, but do you do a disservice to this Nets team uh, by just keeping them, you know, whatever this lineup is. I watched James Harden the other night. Right. He looked terrible. Right. And I, I know he's got decent numbers, but um, – I don't. It feels like he doesn't know where he is on that team. Is Kyrie playing tonight? Uh, Katie's out or Katie's not? And, you know, what's my role here? It almost feels like he's not having fun, the way we're, we usually expect that with James Harden. And ha everything you said is spot on. Here's my only thing: how a healthy Brooklyn with Katie, Kyrie, and James, it's going to be so difficult to beat them four out of seven if they're all on the same page. Now, again, it will depend if mandates change, if Kyrie can play some of these home games or he's only going to play on the road games. 
to beat them four out of seven when they're healthy and whole, I mean, that's asking a lot. They've only played 17 games together since they've been together. So that's the challenge. Yeah. I, look, I think James has gone after this season. I don't think they're going to trade him, but I do think he's gone after this season. So the question for Brooklyn, do we trade him now and get something for him, or do we lose him for nothing? That's, I think, what the, the Nets brass is probably kind of wrapping their head around now. Explain to me how Chris Paul, with feels like limited athleticism, still can dominate a game and get you 25. Well, he's, the, he's the last true point guard, it feels right. like, in the NBA. And you watch him. He's not fast. He's not big, not quick, uh, can't jump. But I've never seen a guy or, or remember a guy who finds spots. He, he, he finds his spot, and he, he takes advantage of that. And he's very, very smart. He is the greatest leader, probably along with LeBron James in our game. He is so smart, and he understands everything you just highlighted of his deficiencies. He understands how to win ball games and where he can be successful on the court. And now you pair him with an up-and-coming young guy who can give you buckets and Devin Booker. You surround him. Phoenix and their team, they're brilliantly coached by Monty Williams, and they've got a bunch of specialists. They understand their roles. No one's going to out, step outside the boundaries for them. Mikael Bridges, I know i got to play defense and knock down corner threes. Aiton, McGee, Bismack, Biombo, who they found somewhere in a bus stop. I understand i got to rebound, set screens, and roll hard and run the floor. So Cameron Johnson, I come off the bench, I shoot threes. No one's trying to do more than what they're asked of, and they understand that, and that's why they've been so successful. And then you couple together, they're well-coached, and you've got the best leader, general, in the game in Chris Paul. That's why they have the best record. He's Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, a member of the NBA 75th anniversary team. He'll be on the call for the Bucks and Suns Thursday night. How much of a surprise was that? Or was it a surprise to be on the 75th? Huge. I, I didn't expect it. Um, because you look at the top 50 that was 25 years ago, all those guys deserve to be on it, and obviously they're, they're on this one as well. So it was really the next 25. So when they were announcing it and they got to the last day of the last 25, uh, and my name had not been mentioned. How did you find out? On air. Um, oh, that's right. I had just done that piece with Steph Curry, and that's what I thought we were going to talk about with the guys in the studio. So they had me come over early for a West Coast game, which I thought was a little odd because they were on early in the East Coast. I'm like, why am I coming over at 2 o'clock to talk about this Steph piece when we could just talk about it right before the game? I was like, all right, I'll do it anyways. Because the piece was cool. And I know they were announcing the next 25, and I was doing the math like they hadn't mentioned Shaq or Dwayne Wade or a whole host of other guys. So I got up to about 19 or 20. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be one of those five of the guys that have not been announced yet. And then as you saw the rest, when Ernie said, you know, how does it feel to be teammates with Steph? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I interviewed him, you know. He's like, no, you're on the 75 team. I'm like, oh. And I said something else. Yeah, because I, I didn't expect to be on there. I hoped to be on there. I would put my res resume up against anyone of the top 75. But, I mean, I didn't win a championship. My numbers are great, but 
you just never know. So I'm very honored to be on there. Um, it's the greatest team. It's almost better than being in the Hall of Fame to be on the 75th, one of the 75th top players ever in this game. Um, it's kind of cool. Let's go through who you're better than. Let's run down no, the list. No, I'm not better than. No, 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 no. Because you get more into who didn't make it. You know, I, Dwight Howard, unbelievable resume. Clay Thompson, unbelievable resume. Uh, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, uh, Alex English. Um, these are all guys that some I've played against. Um, all deserving. You don't walk by Dwight Howard and just kind of walk a little. I might taller. walk by and laugh. A, no, I'm just kidding. No, he, look, uh, what four or five or three or four time Defensive Player of the Year, um, a champion. Absolutely not, because again, it's all in the eyes of the beholder. It really is. It was a couple of days ago. Paulie played the uh, the Kobe commercial when he's having a drink. And Jalen Rose walks one of, by. One of, maybe one of the best commercials of all time. And, and poor right? Jalen. Jalen sees him and Jalen goes, oh. <laughs> and Kobe got a martini. Like, how many olives? 81. <laughs> and Jalen, oh. But it's the pause when they're looking yes. at one another, it's right? So good. And then he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Just a joke for my friend, right? Oh. He, he gets it. See, that was Kobe. That was Kobe. Like, people really didn't understand, or he was misunderstood at times, because he didn't really interact a lot with the opposition. And, but, and, but the difference between Kobe and Mike with that personality trait was what? I think or is it the same? Both Mike and Kobe didn't interact with the opposing teams. Like, I knew Michael a little bit. I knew Kobe a little bit better because we had the same agent. And I think Kobe was a little bit more, especially towards the younger generation, his younger generation, of helping guys out. Mike never wanted to help anyone out. He just wanted to destroy. He didn't care about your feelings. Kobe cared a, a little bit. But Michael didn't care how you felt, who you were married to. He didn't care about anything but destroying you. But why do you think Kobe had that ability, willi willingness to help out the next generation? I, I don't know. I think maybe paying it forward. Um, look, we all know that Kobe idolized Mike. And, um, you know, people say, well, who's the greatest two guard of all time? To me, Michael is 1A, but Kobe's 1B now. That's not far off. I mean, it's 1A, 1B. He's not far off. And maybe he just took p bits and pieces of Mike's personality and kind of changed them into what he was like a little bit. How is LeBron not dropping off? That's amazing, right? Yes. Look, I I'm going to say this. This is his 19th year at age 37, 38. And three seasons of playoff basketball it's it's remarkable because i could barely walk after games after my 18th year i know he spells he spends well over a million dollars on body maintenance and it's well worth it um but to play at this high level against the, this competition and to be this successful this late in his career it's kind of like tom brady it's almost like we lost a family member when Tom Brady decided to retire because we all remember that comeback versus the Rams down 27-3. There's no way at 44 this dude should be retiring. We don't want 
we want to continue the memory. Same with LeBron. We want to continue to see this. And I tell people, you better appreciate it while you're seeing it unfold with the Chris Pauls, the LeBrons, the Carmelo Anthonys, because we're not going to see it very often or again. It's kind of remarkable to see. Does LeBron end his career as a Laker? I think a lot dep- depends on Bronny, yeah. right? It depends on if and when he will be, um, when he's drafted and where he goes. Uh, it would kind of be cool to see them play together. I think LeBron would sacrifice playing here in L.A. if Bronny got, you know, drafted somewhere out east. But what if the Kings draft Bronny? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fitting? A king joining the kings? Oh, okay. All right. Hey! Oh. I am <laughs> you are, Patrick now, right? You're back. You are, are back. I could see him ending wherever Bronny is drafted. Yeah. Now, are we sure that Bronny is going to be drafted? I think name alone, someone would take a flyer okay. on him, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I've watched him. He's not the best player on his own team. Mm-hmm. But he does have those moments. It's just you're watching going... That's LeBron's son. I'm going to – I would draft pedigree. And uh, a young man who's seen so much throughout his lifetime through his dad's lens, I would take that experience and a shot of getting LeBron later on as well. I, I would do that. Yeah, Paul. You know how it always goes bad for the Knicks? What if the Knicks draft Bronny James and LeBron goes, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Get over here. I'll watch on uh, NBA Package. <laughs> uh, I can see the Knicks. The Knicks need help. They never get it right. Why? I felt they had turned the corner last year. Randall was most improved. They had made the playoffs. It was a good feel-good story. The Knicks are back. They open up this season with an overtime huge win versus Boston. Everyone's going crazy. And then the bottom falls out. I, it felt like they were celebrating getting to just a better-than-average level. Yeah. You know, they beat the Hawks one game, and the fan base, it, they, you, know, you would have thought they won the NBA championship. Right. And I thought, these are the Knicks. They don't act this way. Like, you want championships there. Not only do you want championships, but you want deep playoff runs. And they won the one game against Atlanta, and then Trey Young went crazy on them, right? Yeah. So they're still fighting for that play-in seed in the East, but it's been a disappointing season this year because of what they did last season. But do you think that owner is going to keep people away with free agency, that Durant was not going to go there? Kyrie was not going to go there. It feels like with that ownership, you're not going to get players who are going to entertain. New York is a serious destination. I I can't speak to the ownership. I mean, it is New York, and there's only one way to go if you're a New York Nick, and that's up. I don't know why you wouldn't take a gamble and potentially go there, but because of social media, you don't have to go to the big markets anymore. You can go to smaller markets and still you know, have commercials and make money and so forth. I, I said this to the Danettes when I heard that Zion had off-season surgery, and I said, this is a big deal. Yeah, it is. And, and then, then it was like, oh, you know, he's not going to start the season. And I said, this, guys, this is a serious issue. That size, that injury. I haven't heard a good update on Zion Williamson. And that- I haven't heard any update on Zion Williamson. Last I heard that he was rehabbing on his own somewhere in, in Portland. Portland. That's it. That's, that's our update. It, look, an all-star player, we, under, we know the talent is there. 
But to me, it's always been about the weight issue, and I just think he's he's carrying too much. We we've been on this show. How many times have I said he's carrying too much weight? He needs to get. Why don't you buy lighter. him a bike? Get him a bike. He help, can come out to Southern California. I'll get him a bike. He can come he ride the hills with he, me. He couldn't keep up with you. Sure he could. No, he could not. I would crush him. I know. I, I know. would crush you, Zion. Uh, by the way, the Greek freak's now making threes, Reg. That's scary, I right? I know. It, if he ever is able to do that consistently, then it's, then it's well, not going to be that's the key fit. word is consistently, and will you trust that in the playoffs? Yes. Uh, you'll be on the call. You get to uh, watch the Bucks and the Suns. That'll be Thursday Ooh, night. At rematch. Yeah. Finals rematch. And then All-Star Weekend coverage as well. I'm excited about that. Uh, you want to go outside? We're going to shoot some hoops. We got a hoop here? Yeah, it's out there. Come on, yeah, man. Let's yeah. go. All right, we'll take a break. Let's go. Uh, we'll be Why back. Why not? Talk to you uh, during the commercial break here on Peacock. We'll be uh, shooting some hoops. I don't think our form is worth judging, but, but it might be worth Mine just... Mine either. Mine no. Either. It's been a while. Oh, please stop it. Back after this. Let's bring it. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oh, that was nice. Outside shooting some hoops with Reg. How special, right? You still got it. You still got Thank it. You. And then Fritzy right on cue. Wow. 25 I foot. didn't plan it. I was left hand luck. Bank no, it shot. wasn't on. Don't ever. No, it was. No, like it that. was. It, it was. He, he's seen me take, make many misses of that. Yeah, because, you know, the guy that shoots and you, you might get hit in the head. Yeah. And that's Todd. Todd, when he takes that, all he does is take these hook shots from 25 feet. They hate feet. playing with me because it ricochets wildly off the rim or the backboard and they're like ducking from it. Uh, DP show during Super Week brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick show. We were talking about, you know, how guys normally say they're taller than what they really are. Right. Like, did you lie about how tall you were? Yes. Uh, in high school, I was 6'4". I said I was 6'6". Six, six. Okay. I grew into 6'6". Six, six, yeah. And eventually 6'7". Um, but, yeah, you always want to, like, say you're taller than you really are. Like Charles, everyone thought Charles was 6'7". No, dude, you're 6'3". You're 6'4". Yeah. That was amazing. First time I stood next to, next to Charles and I went... He's not that much You were looking eye to eye on You're probably looking down on Charles, right? Yeah. You were looking down on Charles. I, I still the most one of the most amazing players when you think at that size yes. what he was able to do. Yes. And maybe underrated. But I wonder if, if he had gotten you know, somebody had gotten with him and said, I'm gonna mold you into something more. Would Charles have been able to do that and be I, I that think dedicated? someone did. I think someone did. In it was Phoenix? Mo- it was Moses Malone while he was still in Philly. Oh, okay. He admits his first couple years, hey, I'm from Leeds, Alabama. I'm happy to be here. I, I, I like my food. He was too heavy. 
and between Moses and uh, Dr. J, they're the ones who got him on the diet and had him shed all that weight and kind of molded him into the type of basketball player that he eventually became. These guys, when it was a few years ago, they saw Dr. J at the airport. And I, I was having breakfast or something. They go, they came over and they're like, Dr. J is right. And I said, well, go with him. And you could see these guys running after Dr. J. And it, it, there's just so such grace attached to Dr. J when he moves. Yeah, see. It's just there's something about just the way he walked, like his gait. You know what I mean? And he was just strolling down. He was the coolest dude I've ever seen. If if Dr. J was uh, an actor, I think he, he would be like uh, Bond, 007. Yeah. That's how we perceive yeah. Dr. J. Just cool. Nothing phased him. Uh, under pressure, could handle anything. That's how we perceive Dr. J as Bond, 007. I always looked at him, and I, I thought if, if you could see jazz moving... Yes. That's jazz. Yes. And, yes. and like there's certain guys if you if you attach music to them, Dr. J was always Coltrane or yes. you know, Thelonious yes. Miles. Yeah, Miles. Yes. Yeah, something about it. Uh this day in sports history, Paulie? Uh just for the, Reggie's reaction, in nineteen ninety four, Michael Jordan signed a contract to play for the Chicago White Sox baseball. It was the best day <laughs> of my life. It was the best day. I uh, I remember this vividly. Uh, what's the date? January 1994. February 1994. I am sitting on the uh, training table in Indiana. Uh, your former network is on Sports Center. Everything's breaking in and all that, and he's getting ready to sign that. And I'm thinking, I'm getting my ankles taped. I'm thinking. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is dead, the witch is dead. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Yes, it was the best day. Go, get away, be gone. And then he came back. And who did he come back against? <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is here, the witch is here, the witch is here. Against my beloved Pacers and myself. Did you, did you think that maybe he wasn't going to be what he once was? I knew he was going to be because in between that time, he filmed Space Jam. And we were out here. He filmed it out here on the Warner Brothers lot. And he had the Jordan Dome erected where he had to be able to work out and all that. So we would come over and scrimmage with him. He filmed all day. And open run started like around 7 o'clock with all the pros. And everyone wanted to say, well, let's see what Michael Jordan's going to look like. You know, eh, eh, eh. He looked like Mike, felt like Mike, elbowed like Mike, quick step like Mike. So I knew, I knew he was coming back. What we learned brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app, use the promo code Patrick, get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week. Your first deposit, minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The great Reggie Miller will be on the call. Bucks Suns Thursday night. Aloysius, thank you, buddy. Oh, so good to be back with family. We'll do it again with tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. Item here. It's M Drive. Our good friends at M Drive. Boost and burn. Losing weight. More energy. Lean muscle. When it comes to health and fitness, we all have different goals. M Drive, the daily supplement for driven guys, packed with clinically tested ingredients that supports healthy testosterone levels, boosts energy, and you can compete all year long, no matter how old you are. MDriveDan.com, or you can find it at Walgreens Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop, delivered right to your door. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. 
You need healthy habits every day, Fritzy. Achieve your goals. M-Drive is your one habit that gives you T-support, <laughs> energy, strength. I didn't need to say that, did I? It's not necessary. It's, it's what you do, it, though. It's, it's what you do. That, my bad. <laughs> strength, stamina to fuel your daily performance every day. To make you a better booker. Okay. Really? Just saying. MDriveDan.com or also go to Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you, Todd. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Go to MDriveDan.com. Work in progress. Thank you.